Yeah, we're starting a few minutes early. Well, I'm starting a few minutes early because I'm the only one in here. Um, but anyway, welcome to the Unknown Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Jordan, and there's plenty to talk about this week because, boy howdy, there was a Nintendo Direct uh, just a few days ago, actually on February 9th. Um, this is being recorded on February 12th, so it is Saturday night. Um, and the Direct covered a whole bevy of games coming from the Nintendo Switch in the year 2022 and beyond. Um, games such as Project Triangle Strategy, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, the, there, there's, there's a lot. I, I didn't watch the whole thing, um, I just caught, like, clip notes of it, and I want to talk about... You know what I what I you know what I witnessed and what I watched and really how I I don't know how to describe it because it's weird. They had a few games that were like oh you know oh that sounds interesting. Games look good. I've never played that one. Um and then. There was the Nintendo Switch Sports announcement. Um, but I guess let's start at the beginning, you know. Um, why do I want to talk about this direct? Because I I just think there was there's a lot to unpack, especially with Nintendo Switch Sports. Because um, that's something I find very interesting is with the, like the Wii Sports and Wii U. I, I don't remember if there was a Wii U Sports title or something like that. But with like the sports games that Nintendo has has put out, they've been massively successful because they corner the casual market. Nintendo, I think, has been very good um, with like with recent examples being the Wii and the Nintendo Switch. They're really good at cornering or like dealing with the casual market. Um, however, I have seen some mixed reactions saying it's just another sports compilation. Um, and they're right. You know, not everything is going to be, you know, a magnum opus, but Nintendo sees money with it. So they're going to make a game, a sequel to a game that did fairly well as a pack-in on their most recently successful console, or their, their most successful console recently. I'm not kidding. I think the Wii of all the consoles of, you know, the last decade or the last 20 years, the Wii has been the most successful Nintendo console. Home console. I'm going to say home console from now on because I'm pretty sure people will correct me on that, saying that the DS or the 3DS or the Game Boy Advance or the Advance series sold more than the Wii. But in terms of home console success, the Wii was more successful than really anything until the Switch because the Wii U did poorly. So I, I definitely could see that becoming a success. Um, they have an open beta test, I think, this next weekend. Um, and you have to have Nintendo Switch Online to play. So um, on top of that, you know, there was a, a new Xenoblade game that was announced 
Cool beans. I've never played the first two, so what makes what makes me think I'm gonna? Why why would I be interested in the third if I haven't played the first two? And then of course there's the Kingdom Hearts trilogy coming to or the Kingdom Hearts compilation coming to uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, basically, it's gonna be cloud only, I think, um, based on what I had heard. Cuphead's getting a new DLC, which, okay. Um, I haven't beaten the the base game yet, so what makes you think I want to buy more DLC, you know? Um, let's see here, what else? Like, people will be like, you're, you're cynical on that, but it's also like, it looks fine, it looks like it's going to be fun, but I haven't even beaten the base game, so to me, what's the point of, um, Basically, buying DLC that I may never get around to playing, because I'm not good at Cuphead. I completely suck. So, yeah, no, like, I think the Cuphead DLC looks fun, because um, they've, they've added new bosses and new island layout, which I, I will admit looked pretty cool. Um, again... You know, a new, an old classic is getting remastered for Nintendo Switch. That's what, I, that's the headline I remember. I don't remember the name. It wasn't Mother 3. Sorry. Um, but speaking of Mother, the Mother series, Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound are now on the Nintendo Switch online service with the SNES collection and the NES collection. Um... So, take that as you will. Um, that's actually that. I thought that was pretty cool, though. Like, in all honesty, with with Earthbound, it's become a cult classic. People have been yearning for a Mother release. They want specifically Mother Three. They've been wanting that ever since it came out um, in two thousand six. Actually, probably ever since it was announced all the way back in, like, 1998 for the N64. But, be that as it may, I don't think we're ever going to get an English-translated Mother 3, considering that there's already a fan translation out there. So, I really don't think Mother 3 is going to come to Nintendo consoles. I mean, it's going to cost them more money to translate it and get it ready for release on the consoles. And people will be like, it shouldn't cost them that much. We don't know that. I don't know the logistics. That's just the thing is, you know, how business-wise, how well is it going to do? Along with that, is it going to be worth the cost? Will we get a decent return on our investment? Um... You know what I mean? But anyway, with that being said, I'm going to have to play through the um, Earthbound Beginnings because that's I've never played Earthbound Beginnings because um, I didn't own a Wii U. So I'm going to play through that at some point um, and maybe stream it 
while I play through it. So, with that being said, one other thing that caught my eye was that Metroid Dread got an update that added a one-hit kill mode, an easy mode, and a boss rush mode. And that's actually fairly big news. Um, and people will be like, well, what's the big deal? One-hit kill mode is like a hard mode. It's a hard mode, basically, and I think it would be interesting, and I believe the update is free. If I remember correctly, the update is free. I didn't take any notes because I just watched it hastily one day afterwards, just like, hmm. Um, for people that are curious about Breath of the Wild, no, they did not talk about Breath of the Wild during the uh, direct. I just assume there's nothing new. Or no meaningful progress. Like, what I mean by nothing new is, well, there's nothing new for them to show. You know, why would they give an update? If there's nothing new to talk about, they're not going to talk about it. Um, but then there, there were people that were expecting to hear something. Because uh, last I checked, it was supposed to come out this year. Um, but it may not come out until later. It may have its own direct. Um, and we've seen Nintendo do something like that in the past, where they have a direct for one thing and one thing only. Um, and people will be like, yeah, when was that? All of the Smash Brother directs before um, Ultimate came out. Let's be honest. If they're going to talk about Breath of the Wild, it might be its own direct. Don't don't take my words as gospel here, but that's just what I'm thinking. If they're going to talk about it, it's going to be its own thing because Breath of the Wild was definitely one of the most successful Zelda games within the last few years. It's probably one of the most successful games on the Nintendo Switch. Um... And for people that are dead set on it coming out this year, I wouldn't hold my breath on that either. Um, and for people saying, well, how can you say that? They can just build off of Breath of the Wild. Let me be honest here. Well, yes, that's true. Remember, they, they I don't think they're going to continue off of Breath of the Wild story. I haven't finished Breath of the Wild yet, so I might just start a new save and stream that at some point as well. Um, honestly, though, like, I don't think Breath of the Wild... I'm not holding my breath for a 2022 BOTW uh, release. I'm not holding my breath for the sequel to come out this year. Because, let's be honest... Breath of the Wild took four years from the announcement. Actually, it, it took from whenever it was announced, which I'm guessing was 2014 to 2017. 
So 15, they delayed it several times because it was originally supposed to come out in 2015. Then they delayed it to 2016, and then they finally delayed it one more time to the Nintendo Switch launch date of, I believe it was like March 17th or something like that. Mar it was March something of 2017. But I do remember hearing about that like through, I was watching Beta64 a lot at the time, and he talked about like how the game originally started off for the Wii U, and it actually had a multi-platform release because it released for both the Wii U and the uh, Nintendo Switch. But in all honesty, like I said, I don't expect it to come out this year. Um, there were a few other things that were announced. I'm going to just check the list. And announcements, because again, I did not... Nintendo Direct 2922. So this is according to Tech Raptor. Fire Emblem is getting a new game. Oh yeah, I remember looking at that. And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. I'm not a fan of uh, Fire Emblem. But I want to give the title a shot because I've been wanting to get into Fire Emblem. And the last game was Three Houses. Um, according to Tech Raptor, it is coming to the Nintendo Switch on June 24th, 2022. And we saw... I didn't... Again, I didn't see the whole direct either um the advanced wars one and two boot camp feature trailer that's what that was yeah i do remember seeing something about advanced wars not something i'm particularly um interested in again this is all according to tech techraptor.net so for those that actually want to You know, follow along with me as I kind of look through all the announcements that were made. The link is in the live chat at the moment. Um, but on top of that, like, um, there were, I remember seeing Splatoon 3. And it looks fine. It looks like it, it's going to be fun. Um, I haven't played Splatoon, so... I don't know. Oh, Lord. Let's see. Oh, yeah! Something else I noticed was... Portal is now coming to the Switch. Portal 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, uh, the very last thing that was announced was Mario Kart 8 DLC. That I remember because it was like, they're going to add tracks to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch. 
which means I'm going to have to play it again and test out those tracks. But I'm just kind of reading the... Uh, the article on techraptor.net. I do remember seeing, because I do, I can see it now. Mario Strikers Battle League. Okay. Sports games. Uh, honestly, it wasn't a super dull direct. It just wasn't something that I'm 100% into. Um, like I said, Earthbound is now on Nintendo Switch online, and that was effective on uh, February 9th. Um, the new Kirby, but yeah, I, I say the new Kirby game. Um, Kirby, there's a new Kirby game coming. And when I saw it, like, the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, they're just taking Kirby and copying Mario Odyssey. People will be like, no, he's turning into the things. It's like the mechanic that was used in Mario Odyssey is very, very similar to this because Mario's hat, for people that have played it, as soon as you throw the hat and it gets on an object that can be possessed, Mario then gets transferred into that object. And I'm just sitting here going, it, it looks like it's, it looks beautiful though. I like the lighting and stuff for the Kirby game, but I'm, that was the first thing that I was seeing. I was like, okay, it's, you know, Mario Odyssey, but for Kirby. Minus the, you know, the trinket. Oh, and there's actually something new. Kirby's abilities can be upgraded. I, I'm not kidding. I'm just remembering this from, from the trailer. I remember hearing that he can now upgrade his abilities, like the copy abilities. And it's like the strangest thing ever. But I'm excited because it's a new Kirby game. Um, there were ports coming to... Nintendo Switch, I just kind of glossed over this. Kingdom Hearts, Klonoa, and Portal. So, yeah. Live Alive. Looked beautiful. Don't know much about it. I saw that, and I'm like, what is this? Is this new? Like, for a remastered, like, for, fuck, I don't know if it's remastered or just a port. But for what they showed, it looked really fucking nice. It looked beautiful for a 2D, I believe it's an RPG. I could be wrong. And then, of course, the biggest announcement of all... Nintendo Switch Sports, which added soccer. And the best of both games of Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. And just to be clear, I didn't give a date on the um, the open beta. Or let me make sure. 
an online playtest. I, I said it was open beta, but it's actually an online playtest. Yes, it will be happening this upcoming Friday. To uh, Sunday, 18th to the 20th. And it will only be available, to quote the article, it will only be available, or let me actually quote the actual thing. And I quote, according to the Techno, the Tech Raptor article, and I quote, it will happen February 18th to the 20th and will be only available to those with a Nintendo Switch online subscription, end quote. Um, so, basically, it will test, like, the online capabilities to see how well it'll run. That's my gathering of why they're doing the playtest right now. Or this week. But, like, on top of that, like, I didn't... Again, people will say, well, you didn't cover everything that was covered. I'm like, yeah, but it's also, like, not everything shown was something that I had an interest in. Um, I genuinely haven't played Splatoon. I've never played Splatoon. But I do remember, like, seeing people... Like, there were some people that were disappointed that there was no Breath of the Wild news. Again, here's how I think Nintendo's gonna do it. I think Nintendo's gonna do it like this. Nintendo is going to wait until the game is further along in development, and we don't know... We don't have any progress updates. All we know is it's an active development. Right? So, as it gets closer to completion, they're probably going to do something related to a Zelda uh, Direct. Um, the reason I think that is, look at what they did for Smash Brothers. They did a full Smash Brothers related Direct. You know, who knows what the hell... I could be completely wrong, and they could announce something out of the blue. But, we'll have to wait and see. But no, Metroid Dread got a, is getting a free update. And I'm kind of excited about that. But I also don't own the game, so I can't... I can't be like, yay! I'm just going to be there like, oh, I wish I had the game. Because I've always wanted to play it. Like, when I saw how it looked, I think they announced it in 20... might have been last year. Or it actually might have been... No, it was this year, maybe. Because um, everybody was waiting on news for Metroid Prime 4, I believe. And they brought up Metroid Dread. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it actually exists. Um, but that's getting a free update. And I couldn't be more happy for the people that have the games, but also more envious because I do want to play it. It just looks really, really fun. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, is there anything else news-wise? And I, I wish I wasn't the only one here, right? That would make this a lot more interesting. But, you know, if people join, they'll join. But anyway, 
let's talk about um actually i wanted to talk about linux for a change because um and i wish bob was here to talk about that. i wish jess was here because we both wanted to talk about like we both started using void linux and for people that are familiar with um linux and the different distros I, if people are curious, like, what is Void? Void is a very minimalist distro. Uh, from what Bob and I have noticed, from testing it on a VM to actually installing it on a PC, uh, the PC behind me is actually running Void Linux uh, right now. Um, it's a lot like Arch, but it's not based on anything. However, if you try to um, load it in, I believe it's VMware, because I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about when Jess was, you know, monkeying with it earlier. I want to test it out myself. It's a very lightweight um, operating system. And I actually got it up and running. However, in the virtual machine software that I'm using, it recognizes it as Fedora, which is not true. Um, it is not based on anything. Um, I believe it's very similar to Arch in how it handles things with um, repositories like there isn't a lot out there for void um but if you have like i'm using FlatHub, or i will be because i never actually completely got it set up um on this pc yet i got it set up in a virtual machine so i'm using FlatHub in the vm and i'll be setting up FlatHub here sometime within the next probably tomorrow um it's a very nice operating system so far and i have no qualms with it i i'm much i prefer it much more to ubuntu which i have now started calling ubuntu dos because it's ubuntu is the linux version of windows it's the first distro that anybody ever uses People say, well, not me, but when you think of Linux, you think of Ubuntu. Like, that was the first thing I thought of because, yes, I've had exposure to different uh, Linux distros. I think my first Linux distro might have been Linux Mint or it might have been Ubuntu way back when. Um, Because I actually had a PC that ran Ubuntu when I first started college. Um, but I don't remember when that time period was. I have had experience with Mate Peppermint, which is based on which was based on Ubuntu, but now is based on Debian. 
I've had, okay, I said Mint, Ubuntu, Arch, Peppermint, which I'm actually considering as its own thing, um, and now it would be Void. It's a very, again, I will say it's a very lightweight operating system. Um, when you actually get, because you can go to the, um, the Void Linux website and get the ISO, it's only 871 megabytes compared to Ubuntu's 2.1 gigs. Um, I like the operating system so far. It definitely seems like something that I wish could be expanded upon because... It, it definitely, there's something there. It's, it's very much a, a very neat little little distro. And it, it's been around for, Jesse and I did our research, and I think we looked, and it was first introduced in 2008, but it wasn't really popularized until probably a few years ago. Um... Jess and I were talking about, like, what other Linux distros are there, you know, that you'd like to try? He's like, I want to try Qt, which basically is a Linux distro that runs a virtual machine for every task that you do. I wish he was here, because then he could explain it more in-depth than I could, um, because he works more with the operating systems and it's, it's kind of interesting to hear his perspective on, like, what he thinks, you know, of the current, well, I shouldn't say of the current landscape, but what he thinks of certain distros and why he prefers certain distros over others. So, um, for a while there, I actually ran Arch Linux on the PC behind me, but because I was having issues setting up, a like, an actual personal development environment for uh, projects in C Sharp. Um, I switched to Ubuntu, and then like, I just recently switched back to Ubuntu, and then we found Void this morning, and I immediately like I was hooked. I'm like, okay, it's not a super difficult install. So, if you want a lightweight distribution and a really minimal distribution, uh, I think Void is the one for you. Um, I, I can't really explain much about it, and I again, I wish uh, Jess was here to kind of like talk about it more, because that, that'd be really interesting to just have like what Linux distros are best for gaming, and like, why do you prefer certain Linux distros over over others? Um, and again, like personally, for a beginner, I would recommend something like Peppermint, or, well, yeah, Peppermint, for sure, because I think that that's what I really like as just, uh, you know, just a distro in general. Um, 
and it went through a very big change recently. Again, it was based on Ubuntu, but now it's based on Debian or Debian. I've pronounced it both ways, um, but it's it's now based on uh, Debian. Uh, Linux. So that's interesting. Um, and I've been kind of like exploring some Linux distros myself. Like, if I wanted to run a Linux distro for development using like VS Code or something like that, you know, people say, well, I use Ubuntu. I would say if, if you really want to run an Arch Linux development environment, go ahead. Um, there are plenty of IDs out there that are supported. I think JetBrains is one of them, but it's a paid option. So just take your use case. Uh, what am I going to use this for? And you know, how much, what do I have for like processing power and stuff like that? Um, again, I wish Jesse was here to talk about it, but he's not here yet. He may not join tonight. I'm all alone. No, um, it's always a lot of fun to, like, talk to him about it. I might actually just at him really quick, or... I want to see if he reacts to this. Because um, I just put in our topic suggestion channel. Like, what about Linux gaming? We could do that as a topic. Because um, he he likes Linux a lot. Oh, dang it. He's responding. TLDR. Too long. Didn't read. Huh? It was only once. So much pain. <laughs> <laughs> I say, well, shit. I'm talking. <laughs> it's a suggestion. Um, but no. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it's a suggestion. I mean. We don't have to do it, but I would like to, because, I mean, <laughs> I wish he was in here, but he's not, so, um, so I'm just reading the topic suggestions. I, I suggested uh, Linux gaming, and he's like, for the most part, it's nothing but pain, because there are games that are, like, you have to look at so the big thing with Linux gaming is what's compatible with it? What's compatible with Linux? Like, um, for people that are like, well, it shouldn't be that hard. Not everything on... Okay. So, for example, Steam has its own Linux distro. And not everything on Steam runs on SteamOS. Um, let me pull up a game that I know runs on SteamOS. 
Um, so So yeah, um I'm looking at MV, RPG Maker MV. Steam OS plus Linux OS for um RPG Maker to run for MV to run the minimum requirements are Ubuntu 14.04 or Steam OS 2.0. Now, if we go to MZ and go down to the system specs, there is no Steam OS support. The only systems that are supported, even for build types, are Windows and Mac. Which is kind of um, disappointing because I I was in the when, when RPG Maker came out, when MZ came out, um, I think it was uh, last year. I'm actually going to double check that right um, yes, August 27th, 2020, so two years ago in August, I ended up actually transitioning a project that was in dev at the time to MZ, and I was kind of bummed because it had no Linux support. Right, and I had plans to release it on Linux. Um, but for whatever reason, Linux support was completely dropped for RPG Maker. Like, I believe if I were to actually like go into my Steam library here, I'm gonna just do some experimenting here. We're going to go into my Steam library, and I'm going to open up RPG Maker MV, and I'm going to look at the different build options. And I can open up Steam Management and load project. Really? Okay, still being worked on. Alright. Apparently I cannot open... I don't know, like... Oh, River Lord. Load project. There is stuff in the workshop for that. But I'm actually going to just create a new little test project here. I'm going to call it test. Just because it's going to be easier. Um, and I'm going to just look at the build options. Because I know in MV there is a Linux OS support. We're going to go to deployment and there are four options. Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, and web browsers. Right, let's go into MZ.
let's go into MZ here. And I already know that there's only three because there's Windows, Mac, web browsers, Android, and iOS. So, uh, let's look at VS, VS, or VXAce. And, God, I loved this engine because it was like where I got my start on everything. Um, like, that's where I actually kept working on stuff, like the uh, Lost Chapter. For those that remember, I think it was like two podcast episodes ago. Um, I played a lot of my old RPG Maker titles. But, like, not everything um, is ported on um, SteamOS. So, a good resource for Linux gaming is, I believe, ProtonDB. I wish Bob was in here because he could point out some really good... Um, some really good... Uh, Projects on um, Project Origin. Wait. Yeah, I can't load it. What? What? Okay. Compress game data. I believe the only build option in VXAs is Windows. I'm gonna look at this. Oh, it's been so long since I've looked at this. Oh my god, it has been so long. It has been years since I've used VXAs. Actually, let me see if it's in here. VX. I want. I'm gonna have to look it up in store because I know I spent a fair amount of hours in. VX Ace Light. Um, and VX Ace Light. I spent a hundred and fifty nine hours. I I I'm being serious. RPG Maker two thousand. Oh boy, I am almost certain. Yeah, no, everybody's like, Like, as much as I want to, like, get RPG Maker 2000, I don't think I would enjoy using it. Like, it looks cool. It reminds me of, like, super... It gives me Super Nintendo vibes, honestly. Um, hell, if I get it, I might just try and prototype something. But I don't think I could, like, use custom characters. So, I think that was something that was introduced. I think in XP you can't even do 
uh, custom custom characters. Like if we look up, yeah, I've got XP. I did not. I don't think I used that for that one. Um, but yeah, like if we open a project. Wow, I didn't even put anything on. Um, I didn't even put anything. On, oh, because you. You can't even put the project data on um, Steam. You can't. So, like, seeing how far RPG Maker has come. Is kind of unique because. Like, I'm looking at it, and it's like, oh. People will be like, you know, why do you care? But going back to, like, Linux gaming, though, ProtonDB is a very helpful uh, resource for Linux gaming. Even though I don't game on my Linux PC because uh, the HPZ book that I have from college was not meant for gaming. It was meant for pro productivity specifically in programming so i've more or less you more or less used the zbook for you know side projects like maze escape or you know just programming random applications for fun um now i'm curious just just um, like I don't know, uh, it, it's one of those things. I'm I'm curious, like if Salesforce will work, the uh, CLI will install on uh, Void Linux. I'm not sure. I'd have to wait and see. But um, anyway, there is something else I want to show off. So for those that are watching the VOD, the live video, um, I might actually put this up on the YouTube channel or find this portion. I'm going to actually write down the timestamp here. I'm going to say highlight high L I G H I have eight highlight start and we go forty six. I believe it was forty six minutes, forty six seconds. Forty six forty six. And I'm going to actually go find the, um, oh boy, where is it? I think it is going to be in the documents, in the output folder. It's not in builds. That's a different I think it's in demo. Uh, let's look at dates here. 1230. Nope. Two, uh, yep. Here it is. Here is the build. Uh, let me get it open here. Wait. 
Okay. I wanted to make sure. And apparently, there is a save. Alrighty, so. Um. I'm just gonna control A and then delete. Because I wanna have a fresh. A fresh save. Hello? Hello. You're finally here. Well then, never mind. Um, yeah, eat it. Well, no, I was gonna talk. I I was talking about Void Linux. I actually could use your help explaining it a little bit. That's not like there's much to explain, really. I mean, like, it's a thing that's where like it's just it's it's all, it's, its own Linux distribution where it's kind of like uh, NetBSD meets looks like BSD meets Linux kind of thing. I likened it that's to Arch. That's, that's about all it is, because back in the day, from what I could tell, it was like a dev who didn't really want to stick with the BSD project, but liked how BSD operated. So he kind of just made his own project, and off he went. So did you ever get around to booting it on your machine, or is it still on a VM? It's just on a VM right now. Um, it's it, For me, it's going to be a lot more of a transition, because i got to transition a few content. And then there's me that's like, I have nothing I care about because I went from Ubuntu's, basically. I, for people that are like, it's not Ubuntu's, well, okay, no. it's Ubuntu. Okay. It's like this: Ubuntu is a hundred times better than Windows, but God, there's a lot of updates and stupid shit about it. Well, I'll put it like this: it's the Windows of Linux. In a way. And people will be like, no, it's not. It's tech. I think it's the first uh, distro anybody's really introduced to. That depends on your person because there's a lot of people who have done different things. But I'm just saying, like, it's probably the most heard of, one of it's the most more, heard of. It's, it's usually, here's the usual roadmap for somebody. They're going to use something Ubuntu-based like Ubuntu, Linux Mint, Peppermint, whatever. They're going to start this. They're going to be able to with that for a little while, get used to how Linux works. And they're going to start looking into other distributions. So they're going to see stuff like Arch and Gentoo and... Void and Remember, ML. Peppermint is no longer based on Ubuntu. Well, either way, that's what I'm saying. They're going to do like something Debian or Ubuntu-based. I'm trying to think of like what exactly was my first Linux distro, because I'm, I'm thinking it was either Mint or Ubuntu. Um, wouldn't I, it be Lubuntu? Uh, no, because I think that was later. Oh, yeah, it's, it's probably Mint for you, to be honest. Because I had uh, CIS 220. Yep. Um, Your first one by yourself was probably Ubuntu. I still think it was... Because I, I think we booted Ubuntu and then we went to Lubuntu. Well, Ubuntu was the actual one. Like, you actually started on Ubuntu. We tried to boot... So... Yeah, and I just went from Arch back to Ubuntu to Void, and I'm actually kind of enjoying Void a lot. Um, the setup for me, like, going from Ubuntu to uh, Void was a bit of a, like, what the fuck am I doing here type welcome of thing. Welcome to an end crisis installer instead of a graphics Calamari. Well, I mean, um, I went, okay, so let me explain. 
what happens. So I went from booting it on a VM, which is a lot easier because a VM has literally nothing on it. It's not even terribly hard from a, from a system's point of view to even like if, do it on a, like an existing drive. If you don't know what you're doing, then it's a bit of a challenge. Well, yeah, because all they provide is just two terminal-based applications for formatting a disk, which is literally CF disk, which to the first untrained eye, it's a little daunting, but it's nothing like F-disk, where F-disk, if you don't know what the fuck you're looking at, you're going whack. For me, it was like, okay, what was the issue I was having? It was something with the fat you were 30, trying to, you were the, trying yeah, you were trying to get your uh, boot partition set up yeah i, I was like okay i don't know what what the heck i'm doing but then i was like okay write this command down so i can remember it and just send it to me in a discord message and i read it to him and i'm like oh i know how to fix it and i you used started to read it and i started to think about it and it finally clicked and it's like well it would make sense that it needs to you know i'm not an operating systems person, even though I would be more of a dev. And yeah, so you're more of a dev than anything. I'm just a guy who just it's it's a hobby of mine. And people will be like, "Well, then you should know how all this stuff works." Don't assume. I know devs that know. I know people that go into like that you are self-taught. You probably don't know devs who don't know how to even operate. Like I'm, I'm just saying in in general. I know people that go into like making programs and not know anything about anything, like how to yeah. program. So don't assume that devs know everything about file systems and file structures and how operating systems well, okay. work. What you need to preface first on being the fact of you're a developer is what kind of a developer. You're more into games and software programs. Yeah, but that could Whereas also. Whereas you're not a, you're not like a operating system dev, you know, who's maintaining yeah. or making his own we're not, operating system. We're not. Us. I'm not a what would basically be a systems developer slash yeah, you know well, maintenance I'm, team. Yeah. Not every developer is going to have the same level of experience either. Well, that's always the case. That's the case for anything profession related. You know, um, again, I know people that have went into programming because at Full Sail, they had, they had a few intro to programming courses and people are like, what? What the fuck are we yeah. doing? I'm just like, here, let me explain it. Yeah, do your best to put it in layman's terms. It's, like I've said, it's not easy to take programming things and explain it to a non-programmer in a way because i've never before that class had to explain okay this is how this variable type works yeah because i hardly ever talk programming with jesse and even if i do it's not well you know i have to encapsulate certain variables to keep Da 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 da. And... He can usually put it. He can usually say it in about the general terms. He understands it. And I at least have a general enough understanding to get what he's getting across. Well, here's here's the thing too. I've dealt with I've dealt with enough just dicking around with operating systems and Linux configs to kind of know up and down what not certain things do and whatnot. I don't know the in and outs, but 
not to like to go back to like systems dev stuff i've genuinely wanted to get into developing an operating system but the problem is i really don't know where to start well and the thing is too is it's not an easy task well who said anything was going to be easy Trust well, no, me. I'm talking like I'm talking like it's just a daunting project, because you got to think, you got to be able to make it so that it actually functions well, and then you got to make sure that you keep all your shit up to date. You, you know, there's just there's so much to go into it. That's why usually a lot of these Linux distributions have teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of projects. The behind them, canonical. I was gonna say this. A lot of projects will have teams because. A lot like uh, software development, there's there's a life cycle. When you see a like a long term support operating system, so for Ubuntu, I think it's twenty oh four. They've got a thing where it's every even number in the first like digit is uh, main long term support release. Well, so I'm twenty. Oh, so like sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty two, twenty four. So I was gonna just say this. When you see like twenty oh four, that's their long their long term support. Each long term support operating system will have a like they will have a uh, service discontinuation. I, I don't know the actual terminology, uh, but it would be the end of support. End of support. End of life. End of life. Our end of life. You usually hear end of life with Linux distributions. It's a lot like I think that's with any. Distribution. I think, uh, was it? There was one Windows OS that reached the end of its support this year, or in the last Eight? year or two. Seven. Um. Probably Windows Seven. Because I think I think it finally reached like where they will stop supporting it by like server standards. They quit so, supporting Seven on desktop ages ago. Actually. I was going to say, yeah, Windows 7 end of life was January 14 of 2020. Yeah, I think that's for Windows. like desktops and whatnot. They extended it a few years for servers, for like server spaces, but that's kind of touchy-goey, dependent upon, I think, you have Holy to get, like, certain shit. shit set up with Microsoft. Holy shit. Um, let me read this. Re Windows 8.1 reached, so Windows 8 itself Support for it ended on in 2016. Windows 8.1 ended mainstream support on January 9th of 2018 and will reach end of extended support on January 10th, 2023. Yeah, I knew a couple of them had gotten extended out a few years on their extended supports, and that's mostly what about, the space. What about 10? Right now, I think, I think of something good until twenty twenty four. Windows ten, end of life, will be October fourteenth, two thousand twenty five. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's another three years yet. And ladies and gentlemen, with Windows eleven, it will be around for a good, hearty, long time. I was gonna say Windows eleven is probably gonna be one of those ones that's gonna. They're probably gonna have it last as long as seven did. As seven did. I would say probably as long as ten. And ten's been on the market for what ten, almost ten years now. I it wasn't about the same lifespan as seven. Hold on. 
Uh, when did seven get released? Seven release October twenty second, two thousand nine. Damn, I'm good. Windows eight release release. While he does a little research, and I do want to tune over to our uh, muted listener who is mostly just here to listen. I want to know how he's doing over there right now. He has not been feeling too well. He's got this uh, lovely legendary uh, disease going on him. How's he feeling? How's it going there, buddy? You want to just throw it up in your t- in our old uh, tech podcast text chat and tell us how you're doing there, Zero? Hope you're feeling good there, buddy. So, Windows 8. Well, that was... usually happens with something like that, so. Windows 8. Usually happens to you probably low on oxygen, so hack it fucking hard. Uh, I'm doing good. Coughing up a storm. Dizzy. Oh. I'm glad you're doing good, but it sucks that you're feeling like shit, basically. The most you can do is just treat it symptomatically, take different supplements and whatnot. Cough drops, water. Cough drops, water. If you really want to get into some supplemental shit, you can go to your local Walmart, pick up emergency, is what it's called. So, Windows 8. You can either get it in chewables or powder packets. Windows. Powder packets if you're feeling like a bottle of water or a glass of water. Windows (laughs) 8. What? Windows 8 was released on October 26, 2012. Yeah, so, it didn't last long. Windows 8 was a bomb. Windows 8, yeah, because it was released by Windows 8.1. 8.1 wasn't terrible from what I remember. It was still bad, but it wasn't nearly as bad as regular 8.1. Um, I'm trying to think when it was... Uh, because it was like recently updated, like within the last year. 8.1? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, 6.9.9600. Oh, when was their last release? Um, uh, when was it? When was their end of. Yeah. So basically, Windows 8 itself was on the market from 2012 to 2015, roughly. Windows Windows 10, by the time it reaches its end of support... By the time Windows 10 reaches its end of support, all previous Windows versions before 10 will be dead. I was going to say, 10 will be 10 years old when it reaches its end support. Yeah. 10 started off really bad, and then now people have actually come to like it quite a lot. Yeah, the first release, the release to, or the general availability would be July 29th, 2015. Yeah, I remember when everybody was on meltdowns because, oh my god, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I remember uh, there's a story that, that Jesse and I tell um, of the night that he took a really, really old, like, uh, yeah, he had a, no, old... it wasn't really old, it was sh- very shittily spec'd. This was at a time. Well, I was going to say it was I like have... an older version of Windows, though, like, it was like an old version of Windows 10 on a really, really crappily spec'd computer. 
So I want to preface this. This machine was built, I want to say, maybe six months before Horizon, before the first generation of AMD's Ryzen set came out. So I ended up building this thing with a dual-core AMD FX chip. I don't remember the exact SKU number for it. But the thing was so fucking bad. It took all fucking night. Literally, I had gotten up that next morning, went and got a bowl of cereal, sat down here at my computer, turned and looked, and it finally finished updating. And he's like, oh my god, it finally finished, Jordan. Holy shit. And then it still, and then it still wouldn't do what I wanted it to do, which was record a video. <laughs> oh, um. I ended up, I ended up using, using the old fucking laptop that surprisingly works pretty well. So, um, I'm going to just say this, because I don't know if Merg will listen to this. Um, so recently, on one of Merglag's streams, I suggested he play Contra, on the condition that I play Dark Souls. Oh. With that being said, we were talking about it today during his, uh, Mass Effect. Where he was playing Mass Effect on Insanity Difficulty. If you want to check him out, it's twitch.tv slash Merglag. Hell yeah, go check him out, guys. Twitch.tv forward slash Merglack. Um, anyway, she was like, don't forget, you gotta stream Dark Souls. And I'm like, shit, we got an episode about that coming up, too. Fuck! I'm, I'm not gonna know Jack to give a shit about it. Do you think I'm gonna know anything about it? All you're gonna know is how hard you rage trying to play the first level. Oh, I found something harder than Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Sifu. <laughs> so I don't I don't own Sifu. But yeah, but you watch Merg play it and it'll rage at it. At twitch.tv forward slash Merglack. <laughs> yeah, sit and plug his fucking Twitch all goddamn night long. Yeah, like okay, so Sifu looks great. It looks amazing. But holy dick is it hard. Oh my god, it's terribly hard. It's... See, but the thing is, Dark Souls is the same damn way. Dark Souls for a time looks beautiful. And like a dark to the tone. Well, Sifu um, looks like it's just basically like ancient Japan type shit. Cell shaded. Really, really beautified, which ancient Japan has been beautified so many times from different video games, movies, anime. Yeah. Um... But, like, the way it works, okay, so I'm going to explain the death mechanic. From what I gathered, not by playing it, but by watching, every time you die, the first time, okay, so fuck, I'm going to just go back and explain it. First time you die, one year gets added to your life. But every time you die after that, the number of times you died is added on instead. And their max life count, or their max age count is 70. So let's say you die once, you get 21. The next time you'll die, your age will be 23 when you respawn. It's basically just straight up trolling. Merg went in with the assumption it was going to be an homage to... Uh, Hollywood Kung Fu movies. Kung Fu movies, yes. But he got angry because he wasn't expecting it to be Dark Souls hard. Yeah. Um, but on that note, he's like, 
Don't forget, you gotta play uh, Dark Souls. You gotta play. Yeah. Fuck. But on that same token, Murglack, if you're listening, when you get around to playing Contra, let me know so that I can stream Dark Souls at roughly like so we can start the fucking streams around the same time where I start working through the game as well cuz I suck at Dark Souls. Or I've, maybe do it in or maybe do it in a way where you each could watch each other. Yeah. That's you stream Dark Souls, he'll stream Contra or vice versa. Cuz I think most of the days that I end up streaming, he's going to because I end up streaming probably on days that he has off. And that and that's exactly where you just got to go ahead and let's line up a time with him. Because I, I do need a little bit of help just learning the mechanics of Dark Souls. Because I played it for like 40 minutes one time. I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're going to pull off a, I don't think you're going to pull off Storm who managed to actually beat. Well, I think she damn near beat the first boss on her first go, which was oh. like, holy shit. Um, but to Merg's advice, he said, start up a new character because it's always the, like, the best experiences with a new character. Well, yeah, it's almost any game. Fuck, I gotta stream more Elder Scrolls. I was gonna say, that's me when I play Skyrim modded to the, modded to the fucking tits. People be like, well, what? It's so enjoyable when you start up a new character. Which really Elder Scrolls are you gonna play? Which uh, which game out of the series? I'm playing Skyrim at the moment. Sky, I love playing Skyrim. Really, really modded because I've I've played vanilla for so many hours. I haven't played vanilla all that long, so. Another another really enjoyable one to play if you have modded to have a couple of modern features is Oblivion. So, may I ask? I would recommend I would recommend just like a, there's a couple of Lava Jack packs for it. May I ask what the Resident Zero is up to? Probably playing games. He's probably playing uh, Tarkov. He's playing Ape Sec. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Apex Legends. I always call it Ape Sec. I'm still listening. To... No, we we know. I'm. We're just giving you shit. Um, I just was curious what you were doing. No. No. <laughs> I'm gonna. There you go, Jordan. Believe me, Jordan. That 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 scene in Skyrim modding is very very potent. <laughs> They're their own like own section of the community. Don't make me spit out my drink, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say with those sex mods, yeah, I think your character be spitting. Hey, sh- stop! <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Lover's Lab. Oh, God. Lover's Lab is... It's one of those sites you you log into, and you're like, that's not that bad. You log in and go, oh, my God. I think you've shown me it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. He fucking, does, he fucking does those, but he has to do, like, a really heavily censored version on YouTube. You can sub to his Patreon and actually see the full thing. Oh my god. I hope you know we're live on Twitch. I'm, hey, I'm not saying anything. I just decided to make that one joke, so kiss my butt. No. Um, but, uh, you know, I really don't mod games that much. 
Yeah. Because for some games, it can get stupidly complex with what you need to do. Yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim Vanilla is fairly linear. You can just fuck off the main quest and go do other shit. It's not hard. <laughs> I when thought it, when about you're, it. When you're, doing the, when you're doing the main story, it's fairly linear what you're supposed to be doing. And there's another game I need to play now that I'm thinking of it called Black Mesa. That's actually a lot of fun. Um, by the way, I, the first thing when I saw Portal was coming to the Switch, the first person I told was Bob, or Jez. I mean, he's yeah, like, I didn't really care. He's like, cool. I've already got it on PC, why do I need it? Yeah. Like, I see that being for those really hardcore Portal fans. I was gonna say, or... They have it on PC, 360, or a couple other consoles, and they want to have it on the go now. I was gonna say, or, yeah, just people that want it on the go... Now, if they brought Half Life to the Switch, which they certainly could, Half Life Two probably would run all right. I think both of them would run fine. Actually, no, Half Life Two was made like what twenty years ago. I think so. If it, if it doesn't run on the Switch, the Switch is shit. <laughs> I Half Life Two was literally running on the original Xbox. I think. Like, I, I don't know why they won't do it. Because Half-Life is wildly, like, it's popular. To it's be honest with you. It's popular. Fucking. I know that there were some, like, if they would have announced that during the Direct, I would have been like, bruh, um, I'm getting this. I'm sorry, but, like, if there was an audience for that Direct, you would have seen the audience do a backflip. Unless, unless there was a Breath of the Wild, which I think a lot no, of people no, that no, that would have just been those Breath of the Wild fans just fucking drooling and cooing everywhere. <laughs> I, I genuinely was like, I'm not getting my hopes up for it to even release this year. I don't really even give a shit to be honest. Well, my thing is, it's like people were like kind of upset that they didn't say anything about it. It's like probably because they're gonna do a big thing about it. Like, and people will be like, you don't know that. You're right, I don't know that. But I'm just pointing to examples. Like, yeah. they did that with Smash Ultimate. And, that, and Smash Ultimate is actually probably one of the most fun Smash games I think I've ever played when it comes to single player. I will say that Smash Ultimate is pretty fun. I haven't played very it in a while. No, very nostalgic back to the days when I actually got okay at Melee. I was awful at any game. Um, granted... I'm decent at Mario okay, Sunshine. Ca okay, Captain, I like to use Kirby all the time and then a trolly little piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, no, that's actually not true anymore. I I, okay. I like Solid Snake. I was going to say, for a while, though, you were a trolly little shit using Kirby. <laughs> but I like Kirby, too. Oh, did you know they're coming out with a new Kirby game? Good for them. Um. Did you see that they're coming out with a new Mario Tennis yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. They're coming out with a new uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Yeah, I've seen that too, which is even fucking funnier. Everybody's like, they shouldn't do that. It's like, they see money. They're going to fucking make a game out of it. I was going to say, no, they should do that. You remember how much money they made off of fucking having Wii Sports? Because Wii was one of their most successful consoles in the last, you know, in the last fucking 20 years. 
until I think it, the Wii was the most popular console ever. For them? For them, probably. The, okay, I always... Well, I suppose the PS2 probably beats that out, but either way. But I'm just going to say that, well, the PS2 was still having games made for it all the way into that generation. I was going to say, it went up until, like, what, like, 20... Almost... 16? I was going to say almost the end of, uh... Almost, yeah, probably middle... It was almost the end of the 2010 decade. It was almost the end of that generation of Wii, yeah, Xbox... It was Wii. insane. Wasn't it like it, a FIFA game was the last game for it? Yes. Which is a really sad fate, but... Because I still have stuff from, like, NASCAR 09 for PS2. NASCAR... It, I have a PS2, it just doesn't get utilized. Well, so do I. Mine's more of a DVD player. I was gonna say, well, you, you don't do English. Yes, if you're gonna ask if I have a DVD player, yes. Yeah, some people would be like, "What the fuck is with all those DVDs?" It's called me. It's called me, motherfucker. Me, because I mean, because when the internet goes out, I'm not sitting there crying because the internet went out. I can go, "Well, it's movie time." And for me, like I can play movies. I'm legit I can. Over there by my bed. I've got a 400 disc disc holder. I was going to say, for me, I can play games because I have physical Switch games that don't require an internet connection. I have a PC. I have people playing around. I can just murder senselessly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I swear to God, anybody who buys that game and plays it on a regular basis, still, we're on a list. Um, I was going to show something off, but I don't know. Uh, what time is it? 8.41? Jesus Christ. Today's, this evening's gone by slow. Fuck. I don't know. I think we're kind of tearing through it. But. I mean, I've also been here for like an hour and 20 minutes being like, oh, what the hell? Uh, what the fuck, motherfucker? So, um, no, that that's something too. Like, people are like, we didn't get what we wanted from Nintendo and we're gonna riot. I don't know if people Poor actually... Poor babies. I don't know if people actually did riot, but... They can cry me a river. <laughs> um, no, there were, like, plenty of things announced at Direct. Um, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are now on the Switch Online's bullshit. Um, people still want Mother 3, even though they're not gonna get it. Tough. Yeah. It's like Half-Life 3. Well, not... Well, we want Half-Life 3. Mother 3 came out. New, we have a new Half-Life game coming. This is Half-Life 3. No, it's Half-Life Alex. Go fuck yourselves. So, Mother 3 actually <laughs> came out. Just not in North America. Nice. And Europe. So, everybody's complaining. Oh, we want... They've been doing this for, like, 20 years. We want Mother 3. It's like... Not gonna yeah. come out in North America. They've made it like if they wanted to, they very well could have. But they uh, don't yeah. want to because it's gonna expend time and resources. On a game that's twenty years old. Twenty two thousand six. It'll be twenty it yeah, two thousand six is when it came out. So But it was announced back in the nineties. 
But Jess, it was announced back in like 98 for the N64. Do we get one of those stock laugh tracks for that? That's funny as hell. But people are like, oh, we want it. It's like, you're not going to get it. Because here's the thing. Mother was not all that popular in North America. It wasn't popular immediately. It was not immediately popular, no. Um, 20 years later, it now has a massive cult following. We'll get it. Oh, damn it. Eh, it's whatever. Yeah. He's just here listening anyway. He doesn't. What he says usually, he likes listening to us ramble on. But he's also not feeling well, so. Well, that too. Hope you feel better, Zero. Um. Yeah, that's kind of why I said emergency because that's what me and Bob did when we were sick. So, like, yeah, for people who are like, well, I want Mother 3. Get yourself a Game Boy. Find a repro cart with the fucking English translation. There is a fan who went through and translated the game. Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure there's repro carts of it. Probably. Go on eBay. Or if you're really desperate, there's emulators. You know, we are not going to point you at any web. We are not going to point you at a website where you can acquire those emulators. You we do not those emulators in whatever way you perceive as the right way to get a hold of them. We do not condone the pirating of copyrighted materials. I, especially me, from like my perspective, I from a dev's point of view, yeah. I would not want my stuff to be pirated. That's why I'm saying if you're really desperate, but don't do it. I've never pirated before. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I don't. I only, have an, I only have a VPN for privacy and security reasons. I don't promote piracy. I don't either, but um, I'm just too fucking lazy. And, and people will be like, "You're contradicting yourself, saying that you're really, really desperate." It's like, and honestly, the majority of the shit that I'm downloading anyway is already like twenty plus years old. If anyone is still making money off of that shit, good for you, but you're probably not. <laughs> Unless there's a digital release somewhere, like on the PlayStation Store. Or yeah, For me, it's not even video games. I don't pirate games. I pirate music. I don't even... I don't even like do I said, that. Any, any music I get my hands on, it's been out for the last, like, 20 years at least. Some of it's actually I... more like 30, 40, like 30, 40 years. I'm a big classic rock fan, so I bought, I download a bunch of stuff from like the very late sixties, seventies, eighties. I yeah. think most of the music that I listen to is on Spotify anyway. If I really needed it, I uh, okay, I, and I'm saying this from the point of view of a guy who doesn't who's who's more into the open source scene and shit. And I really don't like using stuff like Spotify, so I mostly download all my music. I have like nearly twenty gigs of music. But, I know um, people with very much, with much, much, much bigger libraries, but I know some dudes, they have to literally keep a one terabyte hard drive in their computer. Literally, they have it labeled as music. So, yeah, no, like, people are like, that's the thing, though, like, with video games. There's unreleased shit online. And people will be like, put it out there. There are 
like I watch a YouTube channel that has an unfortunate name. I'm just going to refer to it by the acronym of H4G. Yeah. They they focus very much on game preservation. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what I love about that community is they they focus on preservation. And well, and that's what and that's what they're dedicated to really do, especially with some of those old like Game Boy cards and stuff. You know, those are a lot of limited time. Hell, even like now getting into the NES being almost oh my god, it's almost forty years old. Yeah, like a lot of these cards and shit, if they have an end of life, they're getting very near the end of their life. They need to be, they need their ROMs pulled and preserved. Whether you want to repro it or you just want to distribute it, well, like I said, we don't condone piracy, but... And, and people will be like, well, why don't they just put them in an online store? Here's the problem with online distribution. The dev can pull them anytime the dev wants, or the publisher can pull them anytime the publisher wants. Yeah. In my case, since I'm doing a lot of self-publishing of RPG Maker titles... I could but pull. Okay, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. I was gonna say, I publish a bunch. I self-publish a bunch of RPG Maker titles, right? I could yeah. pull whatever game I feel like. Yeah. I I genuinely should pull the original DH two demo down. Yeah, it's up to you. Um. Is that how you leave it there? And you can really show how far you've come with the dev. I usually just showcase, like, look at how much this has changed. Yeah. Um. But but that would allow somebody who loves to see interactive related how far devs come. Yeah. And I'll I'll just say this to anybody who is like, RPG Maker's not a game engine. It is. It's just not anything like Unity. Or unreal. It's, just, it, it's a way to make a very. It's it's basically just a really basic way to make games. You can make really good shit out of it. Believe me, people have. Oh yeah, I I'm, I'm very surprised. Like I'm I'm very pleasantly happy with how much people are willing to put into working with RPG Maker. Yeah, it's a ba- it's a basic tool that has a lot more use cases than I think anybody realizes. You can make People platforms. Think... You could make. You could technically make a platformer if you wanted. Nice. Well, I shouldn't say a platformer, but you could make like a puzzle game. Um. You know what I mean, though. You've seen. Yeah. I'm. I'm pretty sure if you've played an RPG Maker game, it has some sort of puzzles involved. Well, I've even played. I've even played a couple of your demos in the past. <laughs> yes. That, well, that was also like a time when you would at, really ask me to, so I did. And, um, shit, I was going to showcase something because there have been changes made, but I can do that another time if I really wanted to. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just going to say this. We didn't have an episode recorded last week because I was out of town. You were out of town having fun doing, you know, taxes. Yeah, I did my taxes last week. Here, because here in America, we gotta file our fucking taxes for the government to give us our money back. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, for me, it was, it just happened to be like, hey, we gotta go meet with 
I went to an accountant. So we had to meet with the accountant at 7. And then there's me. I took 45 minutes and did my own taxes on my computer. Um, so I didn't get back till about this time yeah. last Saturday. And I was like, I don't feel like it. We had an episode go out late. So we don't need to do one. Yeah. Because I think the episode that went out last week... Well, not this last week, but the week before, uh, went out on like a Wednesday. Yeah. Because I was just so tired after after work, and then the day that we recorded it, I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm going to get to it later, because I think we got done at, what, 9.30? Something like that. I'm fucking tired. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only if the Merg Man could join these things again, that'd be pretty cool. Well, you just gotta be able to sit there and yell at him enough to remind well, him. Well, I, I knew he was busy tonight, so I didn't... Yeah. Because I think he, he said that during his stream today he was gonna go get his uh, haircut. Which for him, I think, is just go get a buzz cut. Yeah, I need to get a haircut soon. I've been thinking about... G I've even been thinking about dropping the Jesus look. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> You're serious. No, yeah. Gosh, he's serious. It might happen, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I it's doubt mostly, it, but it might. because I just... It's mostly just the... Well, no, it's just the fact that I'm kind of getting sick of just maintaining. Yeah, no, like, I... Like, I'm willing to do so, but I'm just getting, kind of getting tired of it. Tired of my hair getting in the way of everything and whatnot. Like, for people that are unaware, I used to have fucking... Like, it wasn't, like, Jesse. It wasn't long. my length. But it was, it was long. I think mine right now is probably down, probably getting down towards the bottom of my shoulder blades if it isn't past there. I think I was down, I think my hair was down to like almost shoulder, I think. You got, yeah, I was going to say, you got a little past your shoulders at one point. And I'm just like, I had to cut it off because I'm just like, I, A. Yeah. Well, you were getting sick of the bangs in your eyes. Yeah, because, like, whenever I'd go for a walk, and, like, it's the middle of fucking summer at that point, and it's, like, yeah, 90 degrees. Yeah, and you degrees. were sweating your balls off. The fucking sweat would get in my eyes, and it would sting. Welcome to salty-ass water coming out of your body. No. No, Jordan, I thought it was pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Coke. Yeah. Christ. No, for you, good Mountain Dew. Not sponsored, sadly. Oh, right. Speaking of, I have some with me, so. I mean, I mean if you would like to, if Mountain Dew would like to sponsor him, I mean, give him a call. I would love that. Yeah. Hell, um, one year for Christmas, my little brother, my younger brother, I'm not going to call him a little brother because I've got. You've got a few younger brothers. I've got a few younger brothers, but the the first younger brother sent me a 12-pack of Mountain Dew throwback. I think he sent me a 12-pack of something else that I don't remember, but... It was another Mountain Dew flavor. Yeah, I was, I was like, you are my favorite. Yeah. Um, And he sent me, this year this he year. sent me a shirt that was Mountain Dew branded, so... I'm not going to complain with that. 
actually yeah, fit I'll... me very well. And I think at some point, I think at some point, whether you buy it or one of us buys it for you, someone's got to buy you that fucking Mountain Dew onesie. <laughs> so suited for you. Does it have pockets? It might. Oh, if it does, I'm carrying Mountain Dew. Yeah. Show me the Mountain Dew, man. Oh my gosh. Today, um... Today, Murd didn't have his usual Mountain Dew. He had Mellow Yellow. It's still Mountain Dew, technically, just not branded by Pepsi. It's it's Coke's equivalent to yep. Mountain Dew. Well, even knowing Coke still has Surge. Fuck. I'll be honest with you, Surge is not everywhere. Well, I was going to say, Surge it kind of depends upon your gas station, really. Uh, it's not at the Casey's here in town, but I know it's at the one in Madison. Yeah, so I'm saying it depends on your gas station, I swear. Um, I was gonna say another Coke alternative was Walt, if you remember that. I had it once. I wish I could have it again. I had it like because it was around. It was around when we were younger. It um, was around when we were younger. Yes, that's what I said. I remember having it. I remember having a taste of it once. I think I had. I it. really wish it would never get. Wouldn't have gotten discontinued. Um, but people are like, well, what the hell's Vault? Um, basically... Well, back in our day! Yeah, <laughs> back in our day, uh, we would go down to, uh, the Super Value, where we God, used... God, it's just, it's just sad to think. Back in our day. It wasn't even the fucking 1990s anymore. Son of a bitch. <laughs> back in our day, we had cable television, and Netflix sent you DVDs. <laughs> yeah, Blockbuster was still kind of a thing. Oh, Christ. I feel old now. <laughs> yeah. I think like, at that time, Blockbuster was dying. At that time, Netflix was a Wii Menu channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. is, is that sad that I actually remember that? Just, like, we got rid of cable for a time being? Yeah. Oh, that's me, that's me and Ma right now. We don't have to get a cable at all. We just use Netflix and Netflix, Hulu, and anything else. And I and Netflix like, and Hulu are the only two that we pay for. We kind of have friends who friends or family that it's connected to other shit. I was gonna say this. Back in our day, there were things like Ed and Nettie on TV. It was the it, it, it was the the end of the golden age of cartoons. And SpongeBob. SpongeBob was still good. Damn it. Actually, probably around the time of 2009, it started, or like, whenever they're fucking... It was like the, what, the first four seasons were the best, and then now it's just been shit. Yeah, no, like, back when, when we were, like... And I've heard ever, and I've heard ever, ever since the uh, creator of Spongebob died, it's only gotten even worse. Oh, God. There's, like, a, there's a few spinoffs. There's a Patrick Star show! Yeah. I wish I was kidding. Oh, I remember the one fucking jump from the one YouTube group I watched at the time. That was so fucking funny. What the hell? Um, well, well no. So, back, uh, back at the time, when the, when, he, when, he, when that guy had died, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Steven um, Hillenburg? Yeah, Hillenburg, when he died. Um, he had died, and at the time, I was that was back when uh, I, could, I was able to find the uh, Achievement Hunter Let's Play channel watchable. 
the Spurs team has changed so much. I don't recognize that anyone don't really care for it too much. It's kind of like they were sitting there fucking playing like was it? I think it was GTA Five. Mm-hmm. They were talking about it, and all of a sudden, the one guy pops up who lives in a coffin under the sea. <laughs> God damn it! Um, well, I was gonna say, <laughs> I at, just stopped and went, "What the fuck?" At this time, Elmer Fudd. And Speedy Gonzalez were considered okay by people's standards. So at, at the time, those guys really weren't even talked about anymore. And then suddenly, and then suddenly, because this generation just loves to pick stupid shit apart. And YouTube, they went was... back to a cartoon that's over sixty fucking years old. Oh, this is offensive! Wow, my poor fucking feelings. I was gonna say. Fuck you and your feelings. When we were kids, there were still When we were kids, our parents were happy we were sitting down and watching Looney Tunes. When we were kids, there was a thing called a VCR. <laughs> that was Those were kind of end of life in our childhoods. But still, we still had yeah. one. It was still very common in our price bracket of living. It was, we still had a PS1 all the way up until like 2008. Shit. Eric still has our original Xbox. Mom this, still has the original Super Nintendo we had as kids. At this time, in like in 2008, 2009, when we were nine years old, there was... We might still even have the original NES. The Xbox 360 was a new thing that was awesome, and the Kinect came out, and everybody hated it. You know, actually, as at, at that time when I was that age, I actually really enjoyed the Kinect. It was a lot of fun. There was something a little bit shaken up from controller play. Yeah, but you could actually the, it, easily use it. Well, I also played with the Kinect with Skyrim. I, you know, I thought that was the coolest. What? Yeah, uh, Skyrim Legend Skyrim on the 360, whether you had all the DLC or you had the Legendary Edition, it had Kinect support. You can use voice commands. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing. <laughs> but as a kid at that time, I fucking loved it. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> you totally didn't look stupid going, Xbox! Well, no, the thing was, is you don't have to say Xbox or anything. You literally were just, you could, you literally was just turned on and you'd seen like, I think it had an, I think it had an icon. Well, it would show you that it was like, it's working, or maybe you had to say something. I don't remember. Oh, we could we could make jokes about the connect all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. it, uh, you know, I sat and did all that shit, and it was like, and then I found Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, no. I the, played that game nonstop for like three years. The the thing with the connect is like people are like, it, I thought it was amazing as a kid, but you look back on it now, and it's like it was unresponsive. It no, wasn't... You look back on it now and it was like, God, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very responsive either. Well, no. Like, they, they touted being able to use it to do shit with your Xbox in the menu. And it worked. Believe me, it worked. If you did it right, it worked. I used it for that every once in a while just because I was bored. But it, it just... they They tried to copy Nintendo. Pretty much. Nintendo did it better because Nintendo knew what they were trying to fucking do. No, because Nintendo actually had a solid system set up with it. 
you had a fucking receiver and a, you had a fucking transmitter and a receiver and you literally you just if you pointed it at the receiver it worked well here's the thing though it probably felt more natural playing some that of those too. games to be honest the connect you. the connect was a thing was to where like it was trying to base it off of like it would be able to see your bot it would be able to see like you as a person and it sometimes very much struggled with that imagine if i tried to play it yeah it would fail well, you could sit and do the ones where all you had to do was use your arm. <laughs> you know, again, we could make jokes about the fucking, uh, the connect all day. Not really. You'd, we'd get bored of it pretty quick knowing us. Well, then there's the iToy. Was that, the, was that like the PS2s? That thing? was for the PlayStation. Then there was the PlayStation Move, because everybody wanted in on what Nintendo was having. Well, and then I, I actually heard PlayStation Move was actually pretty alright. It was alright, but again, it was, it was fucking like everybody wanted what Nintendo was having because Nintendo's pretty good at cornering a casual market. Exactly. If people want proof, look at the Switch, look at the Wii, look at the DSs, look at the Game Boy Advances. Just don't look at the Wii U. Ugh. Or the Virtual. <laughs> oh dear Christ. I yeah. still have yet to talk about the Virtual Boy on here. I'm trying to fucking... I was, I'm gonna... of, I was thinking of something, but I can't think of what I was thinking. So, we're probably going to talk about the Virtual Boy at some point. It, well, I think it'll just be one of our like many topic episodes. Because it was the... I, I'm going to venture it's pretty, it's pretty much going to be a conversation of, it was shit, it was cool, but it was shit. It was ahead of its time. It was too ahead of its time was the problem. See, that's the thing. Like, people say, Nintendo hasn't done much to innovate recently. It's like, well, look at a lot of the shit that we have now. Let's yeah, be honest. Well, they... yeah, you, you, look, you, know, you can look at, v, you look at VR now. You know, now there's fucking VR chat in that goddamn wasteland of bullshit and cancer. They tried with virtual reality. You can't. Oh, sorry, no. It's a wasteland of bullshit cancer in ERP. There you go. So, like, people say, well, Nintendo didn't, you know, they aren't pioneers of a lot of things. It's like, they pioneered using discs in gaming. They didn't use compact discs when they started. It was floppy disks. Yeah. So, disc-based gaming has been around since the 1980s. It wasn't prevalent until the 1990s because compact discs held more storage than floppy and gigabyte disks. I'm trying to think who the first, like, mainstream CD was. Does that go to the PS2? Or no, the PlayStation 1? Uh, no, Saturn. Oh, okay, the second Saturn. Oh, yeah, the second CD. Uh, <laughs> Actually, now, I want you to think of this. Have you ever heard of the rumored Nintendo PlayStation? Yes, that was at a time when Sony and Nintendo were working together. That's you, actually what the that's actually what the PlayStation almost turned out to be. I think it was damn near close to production. Yeah, but then it finally all but then but then the bridge collapsed. Imagine well, how different. Look at Sony now. I was gonna say, imagine how different gaming today would be. Oh God. And people are like, well, and I talked about it like when Microsoft bought 
Activision Blizzard and all those companies oh. for seven seventy billion dollars. Yeah. People are like, what Microsoft is doing is monopolistic. It's like, yeah. And the thing is, honestly, it might be deemed that way. They, they, the, the American government's overlooking this bullshit pretty hard. But they were also the same way with Nintendo. Yeah. Because remember, there was a time where it was just Nintendo and Sony, and Nintendo had like a 95% market share. Yeah. And for people that are like, when was that? 1984, actually 1985. I was gonna say that wasn't the era of wasn't that the era of Nintendo, of like the NES. The NES. There was the NES Master System in '86, Turbo Graphics '16 in '86, '87, um, and then Genesis in '89. Yeah. People are like, "Well, you're a nerd." Thank you. I was going to say, I believe me, you don't need to tell him that. I tell him that all the time. And does it look like I care? A little bit, at least, I would imagine. <laughs> but at the same time, too, it's like, you Not know, really. Just because it's the shit I always give you. I was going to say, like, when we're doing a podcast like this, this information does help. To give, well, like, yeah. context to the market back then. And think about it like this. I'm going to let you continue. I'll be right back. I was going to say, think about it like this. If there was no Nintendo, there would almost certainly be almost no gaming market today in North America. Or if there is, it wouldn't be the fucking same gaming market, realistically speaking. Because if Nintendo wouldn't have taken a chance on a Famicom, Famicom family computer in 1985 to... Oh, shit. Or, like, throughout the late 80s, mid to late 80s, so 84, to try and get it over to the U.S., the gaming market would not be the same if there would be one in the United States at all. Honestly, you know, people give Nintendo shit. It's like, yeah, but they're still really good at what they do. They're really good at, like, being the old-timey company that doesn't change, but also being really good about putting putting out decent games they're not perfect by any means they still put out like they do a bunch of crappy things honestly but give them give them credit you know they're still here after doing this for 40 years they've been in the, the game industry longer than sony and microsoft combined Sony's only been in the industry since 95. And Microsoft's only been in the industry since 2000. And I'll be 100% honest with you. I look into a bunch of this stuff because it's like, I fucking care about this. Look at what I do as a hobby. You know... I, I work on stuff. I work on games as a hobby. I have to know the history because those that don't learn from history are, in fact, doomed to repeat it. You know, so kind of curious where everyone is at today. Looks like Zero went, went to bed. Hope he feels better. Because 
opinion. But with that being said, you know, let's look to the future, Walt. I'm almost certain we know a certain Murglack that's excited for Elden Ring. And he's going to be getting ready for that uh, eventually. So, um, I don't know if Jesse's excited for any games coming later this year. Other than that that one game that we found that was like, okay, that could be interesting. I'm curious to see what they do with it. Um, let me take a look at other... I'm going to look at just gaming news in general. Really? What game is just $2? Ooh. So, I'm just wanting to look at uh, gaming news right now. I could go to Game Informer. What? I'm just looking at, like, gaming news. Just in yeah, okay. So, according to Game Informer, there's a Modern Warfare sequel in the works. Oh, yeah. It's a new, it's a new MW, too. Oh, Lord. People are hyped as fuck, actually, because they're hoping it's actually going to be really good. Wow. Okay, here's some breaking news. What? According to... I'm just going to cite the author as well now. Wesley LeBlanc. Uh, this was reported yesterday. Original Halo, Halo composers sue Microsoft over unpaid royalties and it could delay the Paramount TV show. That is not surprising. Um, but no, honestly, if, if I was to say, hey, you know, go check out, like, games. There's one that I'm trying to think of that we've talked about. I just can't remember. It was something about the life of Jesus or something like that. I don't remember the name of it, but I do, re I do remember that exact, like... It's something Topic. so... I do remember that because I was, I was curious. I'm going to see if I can find it. So yeah, I'm going back to Game Informer for this and see if they, um, see if they updated it after this. <clears throat> Developed by Samula M and published by Playway SA... I Am Jesus Christ will feature famous miracles from the Bible and even exorcism through Christ's powers. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's quite literally just a game by the name of I Am Jesus Christ. Really? That, that, that's going to be interesting, though. If I remember correctly, let me look here real quick. There's a new Fire Emblem game. I think, nice. I think your brother might like that. Even I may like it because I've been looking for a way to get it into Fire Emblem and actually have it be pretty alright. There's a Saints Row game coming in August. There's another. <laughs> There's another one of those 
cute pieces of flaming dog shit coming out? I'm not kidding. I'm sorry, Saints Row died after Saints Row the Third. Um, and even so, even even a lot of Saints Row fans didn't like the third that much. I I'm, quite liked it. I'm looking at Game Informer's 2022 release. What's the game called? I at least want to know. Literally Saints Row. It's probably a reboot. Probably. I'm gonna look this up now. Saints Row 2022. I was gonna say. Yeah. Starfield now has a release date. Nice. November 11th, according to Game Informer. God damn it, Bethesda. What? November 11th. What other game came out on November 11th? Oh, God. I, okay. Yeah. Then there's, in December, Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl. 23rd of August, 2022, income, the income will be Saints Row. So what is this? I, oh. I is still it a new can't... take on the series? I don't know. Apparently Don't Starve Together is coming to the Switch. What is the point of this? Do you think I know? Like I want to know, is this a is this like a redo of the first game? Is this like a new whole a whole new take on the game series? Because if this is going to be a whole new take on the series, like we did, like a like a I don't know some alternate timeline or I don't fucking care which. Even if it's just a new new Saints Row game in that universe, that'd be really cool. So I'm looking at like stuff that's to be released. Or to be announced for um, later this year. Yeah. Let's see if any of these sound actually like decent. I know I've went over this before. A Plague Tale. Okay. There's an Avatar. I'm I'm assuming this is a yeah it's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Why would I want to buy it if I know nothing about it? Like, I remember looking at some of these at E3. I think that was this year, right? Yeah, it had to have been this year. Bayonetta 3 is coming to the Switch. I wonder if this is a new game or... or... Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a new game. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to next-gen consoles. Uh, By now, it should be all right. I don't know, though. Like, I'm still surprised it's not on next-gen consoles. My only thing with Cyberpunk, like I said, how the story turns out ruined the fucking game for me. What the fuck is Choo Choo Charles? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, okay, I'm again, looking at Game Informer's upcoming games list, I'm literally going to just send this to you, and I want your... It's probably a horror game, just the way it looks, like, from the one thing that that's available. 
Yeah, 100% it looks like a horror game. Let's see here. Related or, yeah. Yeah, Choo Choo Charles brings our Thomas the Tank Engine nightmares to life. Oh, good. They're bring oh, did, did we talk about this, Jess? I just saw something that's kind of disappointing. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, definitive edition for iOS and Android. Can we get a bruh from the audience? Bruh. I'm not. I'm, I wish I was joking. I I know you're not joking because I know Rockstar would do that kind of stupid shit. I'll be honest. Like, they're bringing back Joe and Mac. We've talked about um, Laura Croft. It's basically Tomb Raider. They're bringing back, um, they're making a new, uh, uh, Kerbal Space Program. Nice. I still have yet to play the first one. A new Metal Slug game? That sounds fun. No Man's Sky for the Switch. Okay, so what, so what, uh, this new Saints Row game is, it's a reboot. So they're literally just the continuity of the main story. Take that, get it out the window. We're so starting over. They're basically just starting over now. Oh boy, they're gonna pull a castle. Well, they better they not. Have, they have to. Because no, they have to because Jordan. If you seen the if you had seen the disaster that went from Saints Row the Third to Saints Row Four, yeah. So. You go from being on, like, conquering all your enemies in the third to Central Four. Suddenly, you're the U.S. president. What the fuck? Yeah, a motherfucking street gang member became the U.S. president. Sonic Frontiers. I understand Central is supposed to be a parody series of real world, like, just like GTA. I do know this, but I don't care. So. When the hell was Sonic Frontiers announced? Nine million years ago. They're like, oh, it's coming out this year. Well, we don't... Un I think they probably said it somewhere, but... I don't give concrete release dates. I don't even give years. At this point. Yeah. Like, I've learned from my mistakes... In the past, um, at this point, honestly, um, according to Game Informer, to I just I'm looking at the related articles underneath the game title, Sega has ended its arcade center business. Damn, hmm. that's kind of sad. So, what they're just gonna split selling arcade cabinets? think so it is kind of sad but that's how they got their start the they thing were... is it's not terribly hard to it's not it's, it's not terribly hard to make your own arcade cabinet that's all I, for some reason my brain's blank well they also have like the games and stuff I'm pretty sure 
now they're like, well, there's really no point because you've got things like the Switch. No, what it is, it's for, like, your arcade titles. Like, what I'm saying is, like, buying, like, like building a purpose-built PC, booting up some kind of, like, purpose-built Linux distro, and then just loading all the ROMs under the blue, underneath the blue fucking moon onto that bitch, and then just having a fucking all-in-one arcade cabinet. Oh, no, they're not okay. I'm 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 wrong. So I'm actually reading the article now, and this the original source is Destructoid. Okay. So they're still going to be producing arcade machines, but they're not going to be in one giant building. So like it's an actual oh. arcade center. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly yeah. sitting here going I had a I kind of got sad for a minute cuz I'm like that means arcades are starting to die even though they've been dead for a few decades. Yeah. Like there are still arcades out there running. There's one over somewhere in Wisconsin that I really want to go to cuz you basically pay to get in and then it's just free to play whatever the fuck you want in there. Yeah, and like I would love to sit down and just play some Galaga and some Pac-Man. I'll be honest, there's not very many arcades in our area. Now, a lot of arcades have died, or they've been integrated into other businesses. Like Alexandria's, like here in Minnesota, there's Alexandria. It's bowling alley has a little arcade stuffed under the corner of the bowling alley. Yeah. Um. And it's just kind of your basic arcade of nowadays, where it's just a few, like, it's like skee-ball and a couple other chance ones, and... They don't even have. They don't even have what would consider what what a lot of folk would consider an arcade. If you know what an old school arcade was, they, they don't have, have like that actual arcade machines. No, it's all just like skee ball and shit. But with that being said, we're probably gonna wrap up this episode because it is. I, I think we've been live for what two hours now, two hours and two minutes, so something like that. Yeah. Um. Thank you, everybody, and. Have a good night. Bye.